0: Welcome back to the Loop Page Podcast. Today's episode is from another podcast that I was on recently, the Just Keep Learning Podcast by Justin Nolan. And what I speak about is I talk about a few things, adversity. I talk about being a coach, talk about leadership. I talk about how to manifest your goals. So this one's a juicy one. I hope you enjoy. All right, here we go. You're listening to The Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're gonna be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. And I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement, I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Our guest
1: today is a business and mindset coach who also hosts a pretty successful podcast himself. We talked about the path to becoming a successful coach, how to change your own mindset in order to achieve your goals. And he opened up about some of the more vulnerable things that have guided him in life. Please welcome to Interview 45, Luke Page. All right, well, one of the things that I love is listening to your podcast, knowing how, uh, let's say informal, not in a bad way, but in a really good way, you tend to start episodes and have a real conversational style to what you do. So I so often start episodes saying, in some way, shape or form, who are you and kind of what do you do? You know, that classic thing, which I'd love to get into, but to take a page out of your book, I'd first love to ask what's going on, what's new, and how you doing today? <laughs>
0: Uh I'm good man. We're just like um it's uh seven thirty six AM here in Australia, so it's uh, My wife's just gone back to started going back to work last week um, because she's been on maternity leave. We had a, a baby boy um, almost a year ago. He's going to daycare for the first time last week. So, we're, we're adapting to this new schedule and I haven't exactly been the most accommodating because I've had appointments like this in the times and days where my wife's going to work and our son's going to daycare. So, I haven't figured out our schedule yet. So, uh, it's been a little bit crazy. Yeah, what's been going on? Heaps has been going on. My business is going really well. It's been a really massive month. This this month's been big. Um I started I was I started doing acting, weirdly enough, last year. Um doing random acting jobs. And I kind of have somehow stumbled onto this and um I actually am enjoying it and I've been getting so many offers for acting jobs this month. Yeah, this month's been a really um just I don't know, I'd have to call it amazing just all the things that have been happening for me and um, I've just had like all these opportunities being thrown at me and yeah, there's just so much going on. So in in amongst doing my business, um, I'm updating a, a big online portal of one of our main core programs called The Leading Coach. So there's so much going on. There's the normal stuff I've got to do for the business. There's the extra work for uploading the online portal, which is a lot of work. There's you know adapting to kind of my wife going back to work and working that with minding our son at times and all that. Um, and then I've got these bloody acting jobs that keep on coming on my door, which I just can't knock back because the opportunities are too good. So yeah man there's there's a lot going on at the moment. It's been a full-on um, month, but I'm feeling really energized, man. even though the work's been a lot, um, I'm just feeling excited about everything that's happening right now.
1: That is energizing as well. And maybe I'll just steal the intro then because that was so thorough. So you're a good person. You're a podcaster. You're probably a parent first, if I may guess. I know that you're a coach and, and, a, and a businessman and now actor. So what
0: else did I leave out if we were doing the full intro? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Yeah, I'm... Uh... Yeah, my wife and I are joking about the actor thing, um, but I'm just kind of like, when do you, when do you actually? What's, what's the point where you actually? Because it's weird. I'm like, would I call myself an actor? Like, no way. Because it's weird when I go into these acting jobs, I'm with legit actors. Yeah, people that this is their life and passion, and acting's not my life and passion. So it's like I, I don't see myself as an actor, man. I'm just like, hey, this is something that I'm doing, and I'm, I fell into it. And I'm kind of just enjoying it. I'm loving all the things about it. So, yeah, my wife and I are kind of joking, like, what's the point? When do I actually start introducing myself as an actor? And I don't really know. Maybe when I do a big job or something like that, or maybe just in my own mind where I'm like, you know what, I can call myself an actor. Yet. But... Just so everyone knows, I ain't doing movies and TV shows, right? This ain't A-grade stuff. This is like G-grade. I'm doing like TV commercials, social media ads. Yeah, so um, nothing amazing. So don't look, don't Google me and go, oh, what movies is this dude in? I ain't in any movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the reason I said yet and interrupted a little bit with that quick, sharp thought of yet was because yet is such a catchphrase to the concept of growth mindset and Carol Dweck's work, which is really the foundation for this show As this idea that you said you're not an actor. And I shouted yet because so often, we don't know what we might become and what names we can give ourselves later. And it's funny, because as you're sharing this story, something that I've always thought of, and I was sharing this with uh, another coach as well, was the idea of like collaborative coaching, I guess you just call that like friendship conversations. I don't know. But it's almost like this conversation could come uh, come into one of those collaborative coaching kind of sessions right now, because I have a thought. And I think it depends on if you want to call yourself an actor, then it becomes, comes once you decide that's like the rick rubin when am i an artist yeah. thing however if you don't want to and it's literally like hey this exists so i'm gonna go do it a little bit of cash it's a fun time i actually have done a lot of that myself too which maybe you don't even know so that's kind of a funny coincidence and then so you done acting well, I'm in a similar boat and that I would kind of smirk and say, well, I'm not really an actor. However, like, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. if, this, <laughs> if this was a live stream and we were screen sharing, I could show you some <laughs> commercials I've been in, which around here, commercials actually pay really well. You sit there and do nothing and get paid a few hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah so, some like background of movies. I've probably, if I were to try and go unionized, which here in Canada, at least you keep all of your receipts basically from doing those gigs uh, and then you can submit them to be part of the union. It's not an interest of mine, but I would probably have, I don't know, 25 receipts or something like that. So I've been on set 25 times in the last five years. But for me, it's very similar to you. I don't consider myself an actor at all. I I do it for, uh, I, I find it an enjoyable pastime, I guess. And then you're getting paid
0: yeah i'm similar man um you know what very similar thoughts around it i originally got into it because i'm like i needed to get money when there's inconsistency right and i'm like how can i have and i needed control around it so i didn't i didn't want a job but i'm like okay if i needed to get money all of a sudden i need something where i can pick and choose and i just came across this thing and then from that just doing it i'm like hey, I'm getting paid good money, number one. Um, Number two, a lot of the stuff is out of my comfort zone and I'm massive, yeah. Like I've always been like, if you can get paid to do things that push you out of your comfort zone, which take you closer and help you get towards your vision, that is the best thing you can ever do, yeah. And I'm like doing all this stuff which is out of my comfort zone. So, you know, me being in front of a camera whilst there's a crew there, kind of acting it's out of my comfort zone. When I have to jump on and do a video or coach people it is it just seems like it's nothing now you know so i'm like number one getting paid to do things that actually increase my skill set which is going to help my business grow and me grow as a person this is a no-brainer and then i just like i actually enjoyed it and i'm meeting all these new people and making connections and i'm like it's just plus 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 so i've just kind of stuck with it and i even said to my wife yesterday i'm like um, well the other day i said I think I'm going to keep doing this acting thing because at the moment it's just fulfilling needs and it's only a good thing for me. So, um, yeah, man, I'm kind of on the same, like, I, I, is that why you got into it? Like a similar type of thing.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd say so. And for me, along those lines, quickly, I I also have the opportunity of occasional teaching, like because of my background as an educator. So having those kind of à la carte, I could work today. I don't have to work today. Things are always something that I've had in the back of my mind. That's definitely it. I did grow up uh, around a father who did some acting. Like I don't know if the idea of a theater murder mysteries are a thing on your side of the world, but here they're fairly popular. You know, people go out to dinner, and then at the dinner is an event. actors are playing out a murder scene. And I actually grew up backstage while my dad was doing those for a company that's pretty big. He probably could have worked every night if he wanted to, but it was for him just, uh, again, a hobby and kind of like a a paycheck sort of thing. Right, Doing the podcast and starting to meet some people in the world of social media, some of them were actors. And so Cara Ricketts, who's on a previous episode of ours, who's just become a friend over the years, does a lot of acting. She's actually a, a lead in some some uh, video games, something that people wouldn't really think of when they think of acting and just having conversations with people who are actors who have movie credits who have lines and stuff like that seeing the industry a bit it went from yeah it's a cool a la carte part-time job i'm getting paid a little bit to hang out but i can always say no like there's no commitment if you're not one of the actual people in the in the credits then you know i can say yes or no it was available evenings when my family was asleep a lot of times because they'll do late night shoots around here and, and things like that but that did transform i think you and i are at a very similar spot where i'm kind of like if the opportunity came to do more of it, in the future, I would definitely explore it more, mm. I think. But it's a tricky industry to actually succeed in, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's one thing I've kind of learned is it's very, because I, I I speak to a lot of the actors. And I'm like, so tell me about yourself. Like, what have you been doing? What jobs? Tell me about your career. And what it reminds me of is building a business. And it's like, you've got to stick at it and you've got to want it more than anyone else. And you've got to cop rejection after rejection after rejection. Rejection. And I was like, I'm hanging out with mini business owners, little dreamers here that, you know, want to make it. And I met this kid. I did this big TV commercial uh, last Monday. It was for a, I don't know if you've, have you got solo in Canada? I don't think so. What is it? It's like a lemon drink. It's pretty, like it's big. It's like Sprite and Fanta. You know, I mean, it's not Coke or Pepsi, but it's the next level down. So, big production. Mm-hmm. And this kid was, um, he's about six years old and uh, he was the, there's two lead characters. He was the one of them. And uh, I said to him, what do you want to do? Like, is, is this what you want to do? And he goes, yeah, man, I want to be, I want to be in movies. I want to be the, the big Hollywood actor type thing. And he'd been doing, you know, at a young age, acting school, doing all these acting jobs and stuff like that and working his way up. And that was his big, you know, his first big role um, and he was nervous about it. But I just kind of saw what's the, it's the same thing. It's grown that business and that dream. Like you've just got to stick at it and you've got to eat crap at the start. And then, you know, if you keep at it, that big break will come eventually. Um, and most people like the idea of becoming the Hollywood actor but they ain't willing to go through the shit. And all those Hollywood actors that we see, you know, on our movies and TV screens, Mm -hmm. there's just so much work and dedication that has gone into crafting their skill that most people have no idea. People in the industry do, but the everyday person watching the movie, watching the TV show has no idea what they've gone through to get there. They kind of just think, oh, they're good looking. They've just got it. Oh, they've just got a break. No, 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 no. Sorry. They have worked their ass off to get there and they've worked so hard and it's just no different to the successful business owners so i just i just think they're so similar there and i that's what i I've, I've loved connecting with these people because it's like they're just kind of like me in a way yeah so even though i don't exactly see myself as an actor just yet mate just because i look at them yeah i why i'm probably not calling myself an actor at the moment is because i don't have the dream of the acting like them so i'm i don't know something in my brain is saying hey luke you don't deserve your Call yourself an actor when these people are bleeding for it and i'm not but hey man yeah you know what that you've put a thought in my mind there about i it comes down to me just deciding do i want to put a label on it and just go for it which i technically can there's some other resistance in there probably some sort of self-doubt yeah which i probably haven't really thought about but maybe i will start cool i don't know man it just seems so weird to me yeah so but yeah i just um just i really i really relate to these people in building my own business they're building their own business in it into some degree and it's the same stuff we're climbing this massive mountain with these challenges and yeah the ones that stick it out and want it enough will get there and the ones that don't will give up yeah and just go you know it's just too hard it's not worth it i'll go get a job so so similar
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think people grind for a long time and never make it. The other thing that's interesting, which is, you know, the same as business or coaching and business and coaching, certainly in any of these goals that we have. I love looking at different industries or as some people might call them, passions, I guess, and then trying them. That's why I made my handle what I did at Just Tries, is that that's part of why I like going into something like music, trying it, going into, you know, uh, movies, trying it, maybe poetry. I don't really care for that first little bit and then deciding, okay, okay, do I want to pour gas on this fire? And like you said, start bleeding for it. If I do, then there are so many similar approaches that you need to take to succeed in all of these areas. And I'm sure you would coach people in those types of things. And the reason I bring that up is because the sad thing is I see this on set too, is you see people who have been sticking at this 10, 15, 20 years, but they don't have the ability to like win friends and influence people or network the right way, or they're not, you know, you go to their socials and they've never created a reel even once, let alone a reel a day of them acting out a different scene or doing things they could do to build leverage. And then here I am there being the person who doesn't even care about acting and thinking and reflecting and being like, well, like in the eight hours that we've been sitting backstage waiting to maybe be called, I could be emailing different directors to see if they have a movie coming up. Like there's so many things that I would be doing if I was trying to succeed in that industry. And then I think that's what's really interesting. You see some people who do succeed relatively quickly
0: hey I just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that i put together it's called the three steps to get to 10k a month as a coach now if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10k each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself how you can be doing 10k months month after month then you probably want to check out this really awesome training i've kept it short only goes for 14 minutes you don't even need to opt in so save your email for another spammer to watch it head to www.com lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k. I'm going to pop that link in the show notes. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. The other thing that I I feel is interesting about it, though, your point about sticking
1: with it it's so funny i never would have thought of being in the world of acting but supporting actors is an interest of mine clearly it's an interest of yours too by happenstance but it's like it's amazing compared to like athleticism right because if you stick with it you have from whatever year you are old to the day you die to continue to possibly pop Mm. and succeed right because you could finally get cast as that like dad or the grandfather in like a huge blockbuster film and and you see that right there's um i think someone shared on socials i apologize if it was you but about morgan freeman starting acting at like 47 or something
0: yeah it wasn't me but i didn't know that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
1: and i could could be getting the date way wrong but there's a lot of stories like that right and so Yeah, yeah of course i think uh it's just an interesting industry like that it's similar to playing music that i think if somebody is going to pursue a very difficult to achieve thing, then to me, I wish I knew younger to pursue something like that instead of football, mm. American football, because it's like once you're done at 22, you're, you're done. There's just there's no coming back from that.
0: Yeah. So what you're going to say about the sports person is the sports person is generally, the athlete is generally on a time like their, hey, their time's running out type thing as in the actor. Hey, this could be, you've got your almost your whole life to break through.
1: Yeah, and you're, and you're not like this natural talent, but you're going to stick with it. That exists in the acting thing. Yeah. The other thing is in sports, you got to be big, you got to be fast, you got to be strong, probably. You know, you can't really argue with that. In acting, to your point, probably most of them are maybe good looking or what we might stereotypically say is good looking, but there's roles for everyone, right? Yeah, like yeah. you have to, when uh, that's one thing, it's really interesting to me too. And then I'm sure we can get off the acting thing because this was not expected. But uh, <laughs> one thing that's really interesting about that world is their ability to hire based strictly on appearance. And I mean, that makes sense. Like it's like almost common sense. And like, I'm just saying something super useless right now. But it's always still fascinates me because we're so used to like an equitable like fair hiring practice world these days yeah 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 i'll yeah. get an email and it's like we need someone who's less than six foot tall you know brown skin looks like they could be this guy's <laughs> nephew or whatever and a picture of like this man and it's like yeah. what the hell? So i was like well, it's not me i'm out <laughs> and uh, it's just such a fascinating industry and that can't change unless they just have like a crop of people submit photos and they cast in reverse but typically they're casting for specific things that were in a story and so it's uh uh, you know i won't use the term racist but it's like very specific to their needs you know and i find that quite interesting and that'll never change right
0: oh yeah they they're looking for a or they want a particular look look everyone's got pros and cons yeah it, it, it. And there's advantages and disadvantages and you could say that, hey, if you're generally considered a good-looking person, it's going to be easier for you to find work. Um, one thing I want to add to that is that I, on this big solo commercial, one thing that I noticed that I did that the other actors didn't do, and this is where you can be an actor, but I feel that, and you're talking about, about you being active whilst you're waiting to be called. Now, this is what I've generally seen. So far from my handful, six, seven, you know, jobs that I've done that the actors will sit around and talk and kind of unintentionally talk. So, for example, when I speak to someone, I speak to them with intention to find out information that's going to serve me, yeah? So, I'm actually asking them questions to go, okay, I want to find out about this person's life to find out what's involved with acting because I'm like, hey, this information is going to help me. Then the next thing when they're hanging around, they're just like hanging around waiting for the job. You said that, hey, I'm on the computer reaching out to other directors. I see that so far what I've seen is they're not doing that. The next thing is that when the job was done, I went up to and throughout the day, I made it a point to go up to introduce myself to the directors, the assistant directors and made myself known. And I wasn't the lead there, but I was known by the end of the shot out of the 30 actors there, I was the third person that was, apart from the two main leads, I was the third most known actor there. They all knew my name or like that because I made it a point. Point to be known right and that's got nothing to do with your looks yeah you know you can just it's the point of actually going out there and going sweet how can i get people's attention there's no different to sales yeah, and what we do on building our business with social media so i think there's all these things and i don't know if they teach this stuff in acting school but it's almost like i've used my skills of sales to probably I know things that a lot of actors don't know in regards to getting myself because I know in life, you've got to get your you in the minds of the person that you want to sell to. So, whenever I'm dealing with someone, man, that's all. I'm just like, how can I get this person to remember me? What have I got to do, say, make them feel? So, I'm on their mind the next time. yeah. It's like little things like this, where if you're intentional with it, you just put yourself to the front of the list and you give yourself the best chance. Hey, in the example of the acting, maybe you're not the look, but in the future, something comes up and, oh, I remember that Justin guy, man, he'd be perfect for this. But if you didn't do all those extra steps, then they would go, oh, I'm just going to put the casting out to anyone they've forgotten about you, even though Justin, you were the perfect look for them. So I just think if you do all that and you're consistently doing it, you give yourself the best chance of success, definitely.
1: And one other, uh, you mentioned the idea of time management and kind of multitasking and doing things that not wasting our time, I suppose, is a great way. And we don't want to over obsess with it either when we're meeting people or trying to be social. But Danica McKellar, I believe her name is, was the lead on The Wonder Years. It was a pretty popular show in the 90s here. Yeah. And uh, I was on set with her probably four times because it was a she was the lead on a full movie and I was on there four days in a row. She, I'm sure she was there every day. What was interesting was when she wasn't spending time with her kids, she was right writing books. And I thought that was quite neat. She's written a bunch of like math books for teen girls and for children on the concepts of math, because she has a math background prior to going to acting. And I was like, see, that's a perfect example to me of like, just leveraging the industry that you're in. And in that way, I'm sure she's quite successful with her whole math brand. But she's also a pretty big actor. It's not like she has the ego getting in the way of like, hey, I need to sit here and eat snacks and like, you know, get a massage. She's getting something productive done to contribute to the world and like such a positive way, which I think is super cool. Um, maybe someday we'll both be leads in a film and then we can hop back on an episode and talk all about how to help people become actors. Yeah. <laughs> Guarantee, man. <laughs> Guarantee. Maybe we'll be in the same one. There's so many parallels from that to the, uh, the world of, of coaching, for sure. When I've interviewed coaches, because that's not necessarily, it's not the niche of this show, but of course, every few episodes, there's someone who that's kind of their background. And so I find like there's two paths that we can take to discuss and one is the business of coaching you know if you were to talk to people who might want to get into it in the future that kind of thing another thing though that's maybe harder to put into an ebook or like a blog post is the art of coaching as well and so I'd love to hear a little bit about that for you like how you approach actually coaching people and how you define coaching I suppose because talk about a massive industry and a massive like umbrella term you know
0: I feel that there's a little bit of a difference between Teaching and coaching. So teaching is just, um, I guess, we get up in front of a class. You know, that's the, the typical where at school. So the uh, the teacher's up in front of the class, and the teacher's at the whiteboard and running the class, and might ask a question every now and then. I think coaching's more to do with you helping someone become a better version of himself and getting to where they want to go. And the best way of doing that is helping them figure it out themselves. Um, So, I guess that from my point of view, teaching is a little bit more like you're talking to the audience and talking to your group. Coaching's more like, okay, yes, you're explaining a concept but then when someone asks a question, uh, throwing a question back at them is a huge one and that's one thing that I always do with my clients. So, they might ask a question like, oh, well, um, what do you do when someone reaches out to you in the DMs and says this, Yeah. And I'm like, well, you could do a number of things. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? And they're like, oh, I'm not too sure. And I'm like, well, if you had to think of something, what would it be? Because I can give you the answer. But if you can find the answer, then you're going to be able to build a skill set and a habit as well that is going to keep you alive. You see, If you can survive when you and I are together, but you need me to survive, then that's well and good but there's gonna be a day where you leave me and you're gonna be out in the big bad world by yourself. And if you can't learn to survive by yourself, you'll die. You're not always gonna have a coach there every second of the day. So in the moments where you don't, and the majority of the time you don't, you need to learn how to figure this stuff out yourself. So I think um, getting people to answer their own questions is a huge thing around my philosophy. I don't do it all the time and it's a, it's a definitely a habit that I've had to overcome because I've come from more of a teaching background, you could say. Like I I helped people and I, te- I taught people how to sell and I would train all our all, all sales stuff and it was more of a kind of teaching as opposed to coaching. There was coaching in there, but I guess that the people that you, the caliber of people you were dealing with, a lot majority of them were like just working a job they kind of didn't live and breathe it they're just like oh i guess i've got to do this you know what i mean so it was a little bit like hard to work with those type of people and i wasn't developed enough as an individuals and a person to i guess empower them to want the whole thing if that kind of makes sense i was kind of at the point in my life where i'm like well i guess i've just got to teach these people right as opposed to get them to see that hey they need this and they want this so they got this internal drive um. So yes, that would be one of the things. Um, what else do I do? How do I coach my clients? I basically work, and this is whether it's my team clients. I really work on. I like to be honest and transparent, and it sometimes means the conversations are uncomfortable right sometimes my wife will hear me talking to someone that works for me that manages my social media and she'll be like oh i heard what you're kind of saying there like you sure you should have said that maybe i say it the wrong way but i think sometimes when people hear what i say from the outside if they're not used to it it seems a little bit like man you can't say that but i'm just kind of on the uh, the understanding that hey look i really want to have a honest transparent relationship with you yeah, because if we're kind of hiding things, then we're not going to be able to really get to where we want to go. Yeah. And guess what? When we're honest and transparent, sometimes the thoughts that we have and what we're thinking isn't going to be the most comfortable thing. And maybe exactly we don't want to hear it. But if we are got this same vision and we're heading down the same path, it's for the greater good. So, I think having that type of relationship with your clients where you can say the things that you're thinking. But here's the thing with it, and this is one thing I didn't used to do. When I worked for this company and I did all the, the staff and recruiting and hiring and training, the boss of that company, what I learned from him was leadership. And when I say leadership, I mean, as in, we're gonna say, kind of, in a way, cliche army-based leadership, like, "Hey, I'm in control. You'll do what I say." Type thing, but there's no love there. A lot of now, I might be for the people, the army people out there. Maybe this is different days. But I'm talking about the cliche army stuff that you see in the movies. They're hard ass. They're like, "Hey, do what I say, or you can brack off." Yeah. So I learned that from him. That style of leadership, which is basically like authoritarian you do what I say, I know what's best, don't muck around or you'll be gone type thing. Yeah, kind of fear-based leadership. Then I went to another company and this is how I got into coaching. I worked for a coaching company that did the same thing as what I'm doing and then from that leader, he was massive on love. He spoke to me about the leadership of, okay, yes, have the authoritative leadership but you do it with heart. And that was the first time I'd been introduced to that style of leadership. And that's where I really grew as a leader because I now had the strong presence of a leader. Yeah, where I could hold my... Hold myself against someone and I don't let people walk over me. And I've got that inner confidence. But now I added the hard aspect, which was have compassion for people, do it in a nice way. And it's not this, you know, you're trying to tear people down. Hey, you know, if you don't do this, you're out type thing. That completely changed me. So now, for example, when I deal with someone on my team, I lay it down. I go, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, man, look, I just want to have a really open, honest relationship. This is our vision. This is where we're heading and um, I just want to be really open and honest with our communication throughout the path and what we're going to do to achieve this vision. And I want to be able to tell you if I see things that maybe aren't working and I want to be able to give you feedback on how you can improve. And sometimes, you know, it's going to be quite upfront and there'll be times where it doesn't feel the best, but I just want to know, let you know, man, that I've got your back and I want you to succeed. I'm going to be here with you doing this thing. So it's kind of like there's the leadership, but there's the heart there. And that makes a huge difference. And I'm, and one thing that I'm really excited about with growing my business, which I haven't yet done, but I will over the next year, is I feel my strength is actually leading a team. Um, I did a quite a good job when I used to work at a job, which was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, I think I'd done quite a good job there where I didn't even have the hard aspect. Now I have the hard aspect. So one thing I'm really looking forward to and I feel that my strength actually is, which I haven't been able to do that because I've only got one person working for me right now, is actually building a team. And that's kind of like the thing. It's like, well, you know, you can, you got to, You got to get yourself to get your business off the ground. You got to do all things yourself. But then to really scale it, it's not yourself. You've got to build a great team. So uh, I feel to get myself to the position where I'm at now has been a struggle for me because that's not me. Doing all the work, relying on myself, I feel I'm great at motivating people and inspiring people to be their best and putting this whole little collective group together. So the next stage of business, I'm super confident that the growth is going to be very quick because that's where my strength lies. You know what I mean? So I'm now moving into the area where I'm ready to play on my strengths. So... That's a long-winded answer for you.
1: (laughs) I didn't, I didn't time it, but I think it's, I think long-winded is good, right? Because we're able to elaborate, and uh, you know, one of the funny things, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned that because I was thinking about podcasting today and how there's no real right or wrong answer. You know, some people will create the six-minute scripted episodes on a historical topic. Some people talk for three hours, rambling on themselves about a historical topic. Some people make 30-minute business episodes that are hard-hitting, that are prescriptive as well. Some people will do three-hour Rogan interviews. And I know that you and I actually fall kind of like in the middle with a combination of, of sorts. <laughs> yeah. But really, there's there's no wrong way of doing it. And I brought up Rick Rubin earlier because of his book. And I think that that's another great example of a lot of times in social media, we get sidetracked wondering what the right way is when really there's probably 99 ways to kind of crack these these different codes. I don't want to go too much into podcasting or business right quick. Because I just want to ask you before I forget how you got into being a coach. Now, you mentioned the previous business that you were in and kind of the most recent steps. But how do you go, you know, Luke Page from you're maybe in high school, I don't know, thinking of possible careers, like what was the path to getting here where you became where you are now before we head too much into the future?
0: Yeah, man. Well, without going to the full details, because it'd just be too long, but I guess that you know, growing up, my um, sister was a heroin addict. So going through a very unstable upbringing, um, seeing that, and you know, throwing her life away, and, and what it did to our family, I just made the association. Hey, if I'm going to be the worst version of myself, this is what's going to happen. So then I go, okay, cool. Well, I have to be the opposite have to be the best version of myself and i have to make sure everything in my life is great so then i went out to be basically one of those typical achiever people yeah and i i got i actually man i just ironically asked me this because i did a post uh, yesterday i wrote a post i'll post it tomorrow talking about how kind of this all started and my dad um my dad gave me a uh, when i was 16 he bribed me to read a book and he goes hey read this i'll give you 30 bucks Back in those days, I was kind of like, okay, I want the money, but I'm like, you know what? I don't want to read because I can't read. Um, Well, not like I can't read, but I just couldn't. I didn't have any patience. I couldn't sit still. I'm laughing here because I'm like, I'm going to give you the short answer, but I'm giving the long answer anyway. So I thought, you know what? I want the money, but I don't like reading, so I'm just going to cheat. And uh, I read a couple of pages at the front, the middle, the back. Then went to dad and recited a few things and he gave me the cash, right? But the book was Rich Dad Poor Dad. One thing that stuck with me from that book was that when you plan for a future and you go in the pursuit of it, you can have anything. And I think it didn't instantly click, but soon after, maybe shit went down in the house or something like that. And I think I just made a decision where it's like, Luke, you've got to become great and the future we can't have this what do we want the opposite so let's plan for it now and let's start making this happen and man i just started persona i started going to all these seminars yeah to do with making money and investing and all that and dude that's what i did from 16 i was rocking up to seminars with all these 50 60 year old adults and i was a little kid there and Doing all this crap and getting into investing when I was real young, and I thought money was the the um, initially I thought money was the key to happiness, and I went down that path and started earning great money and. I learned that I was empty inside, and then from there, just because I've been to so many seminars, loved personal development, loved Tony Robbins, um, I went to Date With Destiny with Tony Robbins. I don't know if anyone's heard of that. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Netflix. I'm Not Your Guru, if anyone watches that. That's what the Date With Destiny. That there was the key point, because I went there, and I'd already been to some of these seminars, but I went there with the... I went there with the thought of, I'm coming here just because I like to be better myself. I'm coming here just to become a better version. I'm all good. I'm sweet. I'm just coming here because I'm for peak performance. And the first day, he finally came out, you know, with big build up and all that and dancing around. finally came out, big Tony on stage and he goes, all right, everyone sit down. He goes, everyone here is here for a reason. Some of you know it, you've come here for a particular reason, you've got a big problem and you want it fixed. Some of you don't actually know why you're here. You think you know you're here for a reason, but you're actually here for a completely different reason. And when he said that, I went, shit, because I knew exactly what I was there for, which was I had super hatred for my sister. Super hatred, super blame, massive anger inside me. And I knew that, shit, over this next five, six days, I'm going to have to confront all that and let it go. And I'm like, man, I've been... I've been obsessing over this hatred for so long in my life. I I don't want to let it go. I hated my sister. Man, through that seminar, guess what? What did I do? I let go of all that hatred for my sister and my life changed. My life completely changed because I could finally, what I had blocked off my heart because I had all this anger inside and this blame for my sister. As soon as I let it go, I could start being myself, man. And I was kind of like, I just woke up after that. Yeah. So after that seminar, I made up with my sister. I asked her to forgive me for being a really shit unsupportive brother. Like I'd never seen that, man. I was blaming her. I'm like, man, I was an unsupportive brother at the end of the day. she's going through tough times and I wasn't there for her. And I just went to all my members of my family and just express say that I love them because I never done that before. And everything changed, man. From there, I just go, okay, what am I doing career wise? This ain't right for me. I'm making heaps of money, but I'm like, I'm out of here. And I'm like, what do I want to do? And I'm like, coaching. Love personal development. So I got a job in coaching and yeah, man, everything just started changing from there, man. So that was the point, I guess, obviously in series of things, but I guess if you could say the point going to that date with Destiny realizing that I didn't even, I wasn't aware of it, even out of all uh, the self-development I had done, did not realize that my anger and hatred towards my sister was actually stopping me getting what I so deeply yearned for, yeah? I was on this quest of becoming super rich and successful and I thought that's going to be the key to my happiness. All this pain inside is going to go and I kept on climbing the ladder and getting there, but no matter how high I I soared. I couldn't – This I was still empty inside and I didn't get it. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to keep going to a seminar. Keep, I'll figure this out. And I never knew that it was this right here. I was blocking my heart out of all those years. Probably as about 10 years, man, 10 years of this constant searching and, you know, pushing to become successful and all that. And it was just letting go of that anger and hatred. So, man, that changed my life so much. And what's great about it is that I now have – an awareness of when I see people doing the exact same thing as me. Yeah. When I see that person shooting for money and success, I can see, man, that's me. And I know exactly what's going on. And like that's just given me such an awesome perspective when I am coaching people because I always talk about, man, I'm a business coach, but I rarely speak about, yeah, we're here to make money and all that. But man, I'm constantly talking about we're building a business to build a life. The worst thing that can ever happen is you build a successful business where you're making money getting the clients and all that type of thing but then you've destroyed your life in the process and I constantly see that with successful coaches I've had it with majority of my mentors they're super successful in business but something has fallen down in their life they're unhealthy their relationships broken up The kids don't like them. There's always something. And I'm like, man, why can't we have it bloody all? So sick of seeing all these amazing leaders in the business space that have ruined the rest of their life. And I'm like, I am so in the belief And no one will ever tell me different, that you can have it all. And that's what I'm fucking here for, man. And that's what I'm just here to show everyone else. How do you do it? i got to lead the way and make it happen in my life. So it's like be super healthy. Absolutely own yourself, yeah? Be great in your relationship. Be an awesome dad. Be good to your family. Be a general good person. Yeah, succeed in business. Manage your money. And guess what? It's bloody hard to pull all that shit off. Man, you've got to be a superhero, but it's not, when I say superhero, all it is, is just you have the intention and you never stop working at it. You'll drop the ball. Yeah. You'll always drop the ball. So for example, you'll go up and down, you know, at the moment with business and things like that, it's flying. I haven't been so close with my wife because I haven't been giving her as much time. So I'm like, cool. Next week, I've got to put more time into my wife. yeah? So you're kind of juggling this thing, but it's like, that's cool. The juggling's cool, but it's like when you destroy something, that's not cool. When it's like, we're getting divorced because... I've built this business or, hey, man, I'm severely unhealthy now because I've built this business. To me, that's not cool. So that's the message I want to give to my clients, man. I think that is the best message ever because us as leaders, us as coaches, our audience, and our clients are looking to us as the example. And I just think we have a duty, yeah, to be a role model and just be flying as much as we can in all these areas because everyone wants that. Who doesn't want to be healthy? Who doesn't want to have money? Who doesn't want to be internally happy? Who doesn't want to have a loving role? We all want this general stuff, right? So I just think as coaches, man, we should just like we have a duty to be really working on this shit constantly, actively working on it. So yeah, it's not about being perfect. It is simply about going, I ain't neglecting this area here, which is so important for the fullness of life. Yeah. So I'm going to actively have a life outside my business. I'm going to have hobbies. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be there for my kids. I'm going to be there for my wife or husband. I'm going to be working out and exercising. So yeah, it's pretty full up. (laughs) It's pretty full up, man. But
1: that's beautiful. And to, to borrow from three books, because I, I think that the greatest artists steal. Hell yeah. And okay, so I borrowed from Austin Cleon. That's a great book. Great. Uh, I Steal Like an Artist. But three other ones, like uh, 168 Hours, The One Thing, and Unicorn Space, are three topics that you kind of brought up there. And I feel strongly that in 168 hours, we have all the time we need to achieve our true goals. And in The One Thing, he really talks about the idea of counterbalance. Because if we set out to achieve balance, we're just going to constantly fail and then we're going to beat ourselves up. But to your point about spending more time with your wife next week. And believe me, I can feel it too. Uh, I was just talking with my wife about this this morning, like, you know, when are we going to make time for us and then making sure that counterbalance swings back and forth. And you mentioned the taking care of your own hobbies, passions and interests, a book that I read recently from Eve Rodsky, the idea of unicorn space and how we even no matter what we achieve, if we have our foundation of health and spirituality and relationships, and then we have all of our crazy business goals, we still need that one one thing at least that just fuels us up because we enjoy doing it, whether it's doesn't matter what it is, but our true creative space. And so I love that. I love that, that take on everything that you stand for as a coach. I think it can serve people really well. A lot of the things that we've talked about have been tied to like the idea of goals and maybe manifestation to use a buzzword. I'm curious though, because we'll have to naturally wrap this episode at some point. Like I said, we can do another one in the future. But if you were to go kind of teach a masterclass, given that you do so many different things, podcasting, coaching, parenting, like again, there's so many different topics. If you were to create or be tapped to create a masterclass and you were going to be super excited to
0: teach or coach, or teach and coach that topic? Like, What would be that topic for you? Mm, amazing. What a question. The first thing that came to my mind, last year in my business was a tough year. Um, the second half of the year, I went backwards um, financially. And I kind of looked at why did that happen? And I was doing everything, man. I was doing all the stuff on the outside I always had a coach and I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, why have I gone backwards in this period? Mm -hmm. And upon reflecting, I'm like, I felt like I neglected the internal stuff. Um, so I just said to myself at the start of this year, I go, I'm gonna give myself an experiment. You know, whenever I do something in my life, just and ask my wife, I if I'm like getting into some project in my life, man, I go hard on it. Yeah, I just immerse myself. So for example, like I'm gonna buy a, I'm buying a um, a MacBook Pro. I'm I'm switching from Windows to Apple. I'm making the change. finally doing it, man. I just go hard in the research and I go to the point where I could now sell Apple computers. Like that's what I tend to do. If I go into something, man, I just go hard in the research and I immerse myself. And I'm like, you know what? okay this internal stuff what if i went hard on it harder than i ever have before and i've never like not been a believer of your beliefs and your thoughts and everything like that and the manifesting and all that type of stuff and energy i've always been a part of it but i've never fully gone hard on it yeah and i said what if i went hard on it and that's exactly what i did From my point of view, I went hard. I'm like, I'm going to go hard on this internal stuff. On the external from knowing how to market and sell, I feel that, fuck, I know it at a pretty high level. It doesn't reflect the results that I got in the second half of last year. So, it's got to be the internal stuff. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going to work on switching my thoughts. And that's what I did. So I um, basically started watching all these YouTube videos, everything to do with mindset, energy, manifestation, got into um, uh, really in particular got into Joe Dispenza, if you know Joe, yeah. bought one of his books and I basically started putting together a plan, daily plan. I um, I got out all the things in my life each day that didn't serve me. So I basically stopped kind of scrolling on social media, watching the news, anything like that that didn't feed my my mind. And I replaced all that time each day that I had now with intentionally feeding my brain and my thoughts and my mind and feeling how I want to feel when I um, got the things that I want in my life. And I started meditating, which I was never a major meditator. I started meditating about 90 minutes a day, which is crazy for me. Crazy for me. Yeah. Somehow pulled it off And shit, man, in 10 days, things fucking changed. 10 days, literally 10 days. And that is, boom, I actually recorded everything. And like I said, lately, things have been happening, which it's all magic, man. It is all magic. And because of how much my life has changed in a short amount of time, it's proof that what did I change? Nothing on the outside. I went hard on the inside. And one thing that's really cool is that I had this habit with my wife of when we argued, generally what happens is my wife would kind of have a go at me And then I defend myself majorly, yeah. I'm not really an attacker. She tends to launch at me, but I have a defender. But what would happen is that she would jump on me about something and I would snap at her back and then we would have all these arguments. We kept on having them and like we're just like, man, in front of Louis, our son, we've got to stop these arguments, right? And I have always had this trait. I've never been able to break it, man. I've had it my whole life, this defensive thing, no matter how much personal development, the awareness of why I'm doing it. I know why I'm doing it. But in the moment, I just get triggered. And I even though I say, my brain goes, Luke, you're doing it again. I still can't fight the urge. Guess what? I've stopped doing it after all these bloody years. And what did I do? Constantly every day, intentionally going, I no longer want to be this person, meditating on it. This is who I want to be, doing affirmations every day. And it completely changed. So if I had to run a masterclass, man, it would be around that, um, basically changing your thoughts and changing your life removing all the crap that you do every single day. Everyone, the typical person's got hours every day. If they stopped watching the news, scrolling social media, watching TV shows, movies, hanging around people that don't fill their cup, the average person will have at least a couple of hours. Turn that into intentional, I want to feed my mind with the right stuff, who I want to be and feel the right way. Your life will change very bloody quickly. It's hard it was very hard because i had to break all these habits my body wanting to feel angry or frustrated or you know when my wife would have a go at me wanted to so badly bite back at her but overcoming that, man, the first time I did it, I'm like, oh, my God, I was triggered. But when i the first time where I finally overcame it, even I was triggered inside, I'm like, oh, my God, this shit's working. And that just changed my belief. And it was all over from there, man. So it's kind of like that's what I'd talk about. And I actually have updating my course right now purely because of that there, my new kind of belief around this stuff where I'm going to be really pushing this stuff onto my clients and talking about the importance of really thinking and feeling who you want to be every single day super intentionally i think it's just a kind of a little highway path to getting what you want so that's what i'd talk about bro that would be the masterclass.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I love it. There's no arguing that it's the most important thing, no matter what your goals are to take it all the way back to the beginning. It could be to be an actor. And I think that there's no better thing people can do than taking part in those kinds of things, whether it is manifestation as a word or it's meditation or these kind of like things that tie into Joe Dispenza and and all that work that you're referring to. I'm I'm glad I asked because I love hearing people's interests. You could have been like, hey, I've been playing keyboard or piano since I was a child and I really would love to teach it again or something, you know, and so have that be the answer it's always i just love hearing like a genuine honest answer and so i do want to ask one follow-up question i i think i heard you share that changing your thinking and and how you feel is going to lead to the things you want and who you want to be you mentioned Dispense's book, so of course we could say hey read this book (laughs) that's an obvious number one tip maybe but i do feel like a lot of people listening won't necessarily go buy it download it read it all or whatever and then be able to apply it plus there's nuance and like a personal take, I suppose. So is there anything that I'm leaving out? Or like if you added like two or three more bullet points about how to change your life through manifestation and the power of
0: belief, Nah, look, if I had to sum it up, it's kind of like at the moment, you know, you wake up, you're basically 95% of all your thoughts or 99% of your thoughts are just thoughts that you've thought yesterday. Now, if you want to change, you want to create a new reality or a new future, then you've got to change. If you keep doing the same shit, you stay where you are, right? So that's proof that you have to change in some way. Now, if you just wake up and do the same old crap, think the same old things, worry about the same old things nothing's going to change. So the first thing is you have to become aware of what's actually going on in your mind and becoming aware of the things that you think. So when you wake up and the first thought is, oh my God, fuck, here we go and you're not aware that you're doing it, it's just happening, then you've got to start becoming aware of that's what I think. Or then when you walk outside and the dogs bark, and then you're like, oh, fuck those dogs. You've got to first become aware of all these thoughts that are not serving you, yeah? Because once you can become aware of it, just like me with changing my defensive crap, once you become aware of it, then you have the chance of changing it, right? That's the first thing. Next thing is get really clear on what you want in your vision. And it's basically every single day you think about that, Who do not want to – I no longer want to be, yeah? I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be this person. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to think this way. I don't want to react to this person, yeah? Who do I want to be? I want to be this person instead. I want to be this person. I want to be this person. Cool. Think about now becoming that person and feel exactly what it may feel like, to be that person think about the future that you want think about your vision put yourself in it run a movie do that in a deep state do it every single day do it two times three times a day and basically i say obsess over it we have obsessed over you know i'm 36 years old i don't know how the old everyone is but 20 30 40 50 listening to this You've obsessed the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life over stupid shit. Like, I'm not really that good when it comes to, you know, speaking in public. Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not the most confident around people. You've obsessed over that shit for 20, 30, 40 years of your life. So, what if you start obsessing over the things that you want? That's what we do. We obsess over the things we don't want. What if we changed it and just started obsessing every day on what we do want? You do that, you'll get what you want. Love it. I think that's a
1: great mic drop moment. <laughs> you know, as I referenced earlier and it feels like every episode it's it's always fun creating with awesome people who are bringing value to the world and it's like we could definitely I mean, I we didn't even talk about parenting and I know you have a lot of value to add there. Certainly like how to podcast is another topic. All this to say, you're really fun to create with and I'm I'm sure we'll do some things again in the future. Along those lines, I do like to ask some theme questions and I really do like how they they tie together every so often, every few episodes. So I'll lead into those so we can kind of wrap. But before I do, if there's anything on those topics that you would hate to not mention or leave out, is there anything I'd like to at
0: least give you a chance to mention anything? I do want to say that one thing that I really appreciate... Is a great podcast host. And man, you are an awesome podcast host. Yeah. So I always, whenever I come across a good podcast host, that I always tell them um, what's awesome about your man is basically, you know, it's a conversation that goes anywhere, but it's like you're taking the information that you grab from what the guest has said. And then you build on questions of that, as opposed to you got, you know, you might have a question or toe that's in there that you've already planned to ask, but in general, majority of it, is you build on what is discussed and it goes where it needs to go and that's what a magical conversation is yeah i think with podcasting obviously everyone's different but i love with podcasting is that hey if you can get a podcast where it's a conversation but you're getting value and learning shit at the same time yeah i think that's a magic of a podcast as opposed to hey step one this is what you're going to learn step two step three step four you know what i mean it's like oh question seven's up now you know what i mean so awesome job, man, because that takes skill to do that. So I just want to say thanks. And anyone listening to this, make sure you keep following Justin because he you've got an awesome podcast right here. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's humbling and brings happy tears to my eyes to hear that because, you know, it's not by accident. I've put a lot of work into it. I'm sure much like you have with all the goals that you have. And I'm sure if I were to listen in on a coaching session of yours, it probably is similarly professional and that. So I really do appreciate it. it. It means a lot. No problem, man. Yeah. I was going to say at the sake of not just complimenting each other back and forth and back and forth, you know, (laughs) you, uh, (laughs) you have great conversations too, which is why I'm sure you're a great coach. So thanks, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, the first themed question is if you were to leave one piece of advice for the next generation, that legacy, that breadcrumb we leave behind, Given that you have children, I think that that is something that is often front of mind for us as parents. Like the fact that we are paving the way for the next generation, what would one piece of advice be?
0: Hmm. The thing that came in was follow your heart. That's it. Let your heart out. I think your heart will lead you where you you need to go and where you want to go. You block it, then you're going to end up in the wrong places. Love that. Not overthinking. And one thing that you yourself are learning right now
1: might be on brand, off brand, off topic, but just something that you yourself are engaged in learning right
0: now. Apart from what I just said in regards to the thought stuff, I would have to say the acting stuff would be secondary, yeah? Like just, um, yeah, learning to when the camera is in front of me to be in the moment, yeah? Because I guess with acting, it's like, well, we're just acting on things and thoughts and feelings that we've done in real life. I think that's what great actors do is they can basically turn on emotions that they've done in their life. But people that aren't so good actors, they then go, okay, now it's time to be happy person or a sad person it's like they turn into a robot they shut themselves off so i think that with me it's like i'm learning to when the camera's on to get out of my head and just forget the camera's there and recall something that i'm already an awesome expert at so that's been a challenge man and um yeah that would be that's yeah that's what that's something that i'm really learning and pushing myself with
1: that's so cool, because we talked way earlier, an hour ago, about the things that people could leverage to actually succeed as actors. Yes. And now you just mentioned following your heart and, you know, the idea of not overthinking is such a good example of how you could leverage, like, getting exponentially better at acting, because that's actually one of the tricks that's maybe counterintuitive. Yeah, it's not. The other funny thing, and this is hilarious for background actors, is when we're doing a podcast like this, even NVIDIA uh, AI would want to correct to put our eyes on the camera. Whereas when you're acting, it's like, just pretend there's no camera there. <laughs> Such a fascinating thing. you know. It's uh, its like, don't stare at the camera.
0: <laughs> don't stare at the camera. It's going to look
1: awkward. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's too funny. And then just to flip the mic, you are a podcaster, so this should come natural, but I know I'm putting you on the spot. But if you were to ask me a question, what's a question that comes to mind?
0: Well, the uh, first thing would be, how did you figure out how to become the host that you are? Do you feel that You're being a naturally conversational person and you just, it just has naturally happened or have you actually gone, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to work on this. Like, how have you figured out to, how have you adapted your style and and created the style that you got? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's it's evolved and changed for sure. Uh, And one thing that I think back to is the very first episode with Buster Shear. We were talking about the fact that like there's not really an age thing that dictates if we're strong or not at having conversations leading into that conversation. Interestingly enough, I tapped Jacob Kelly, who was basically the only person that I knew personally who had a podcast at the time to ask what his process was. And his is very in-depth and he goes through a series of questions that guides the guest on kind of like a journey that he had planned. And again, to each their own, whatever works for you. But when he first shared that with me, I was like, okay, well, that's probably what I have to do. And then I caught Tim Ferriss being interviewed himself, where he was sharing how he takes four buckets and themes, and then he just goes and sees what connections are made throughout. And so for me, it was it was funny, because going back to that very first episode, I remember really struggling with like, I was looking at my page that I had, written like a 30 things down yeah, yeah. and then bouncing back and forth between, well, like Buster's just this awesome dude. And we just started talking about hip hop. I could probably talk about that for like an hour, uh, but I was going to ask him these four things and I don't want him to be gone. Cause who knows? I may never talk to him again for six years to answer your question. I was kind of stuck, but I figured it out by through the first 50, 60 interviews now heading towards there. Like over time, what feels most natural. And uh, the other thing that Buster and I talked about, and again, it goes back to that first episode was how I'm kind of glad that I didn't start creating in the world of social media until I was in my 30s. The reason for that is back to your comment about being a conversationalist, like I have a comfort level with we're kind of all just people, you know, of course, I appreciate whoever's on the other side of the interview, but I don't get like super starstruck. I just see it as creating with a another person who wants to make something for an hour together i don't know if i would have seen it like that 20 years ago
0: (laughs) that's an awesome skill man like that you can do that to have that you know to be grounded in that person because it is true but it's like the starstruck thing when you got someone in front of you who you maybe you look up to or they're considered like a leader in their field and i mean we're all just bloody scared little people running around that we are we excel in certain areas over each other and then you know other areas we're not as good as each other but Ultimately, it's just what it is. We're kind of the same thing. So that the fact that you know that but can still ground yourself in it, that's just like a really, I mean, man, you're just like kind of really mature in that level. Yeah. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram, at Luke underscore page, and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. No, I mean, I've got heaps out. Like even just you interviewing, just running this, I man, I've like learned some really cool stuff. So I don't have a hat on, man, but um, I will take my virtual hat off, my little invisible hat off to you. So well done. It's been really cool
1: same to you it's been a pleasure it's been really good and uh like i said we'll definitely run it back in the future but the last question is always where can people find you online if they want to support your work or they want to hire you as a coach
0: yes uh, i've got my own podcast so the luke page podcast and if you're on insta at luke underscore page and the page as in just a paper page you know you're right on a page <laughs> that one <laughs>
1: That's perfect. You should use that as marketing material if you haven't yet. I think you. St- I think that's a great idea. And you should run that like daily.
0: You started this podcast with something like, I think you said something like take a page out of a book or something like that. And I'm like, is this guy... I did, yeah. Did you intentionally do that? And I'm like... <laughs> no well there you go that's too funny very good mate very good yeah
1: that's too funny you should start really using that as like subliminal non-subliminal yeah. messaging <laughs> yeah,
0: that's i think it. that cool. would
1: crush awesome well thank you so much i know that you are very busy as we all are in this creative space and it just means a lot taking the hour to uh to create together just want to say thank you
0: thanks bro right on Woo. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world, and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.